This is Science Friday, and I'm Flora Lichtman. And now it's time to check in on the state of science. This is KERU for WWNO, St. Louis Public Radio, Iowa Public Radio News. Local science stories of national significance. Today we're talking about a saltwater wedge. I know it sounds like a menu item at Sweetgreen, but it's actually a natural phenomenon. Seawater from the Gulf of Mexico is slowly creeping up the Mississippi River. And this is making waves for some Louisiana residents. This salty slurry can contaminate drinking water. So how are cities preparing and what does this mean for people living on the river? Here to tell us more is my guest, Hallie Parker, Coastal Desk Reporter for WWNO Public Radio in New Orleans, Louisiana. Welcome back to Science Friday. Hi, Flora. What is the science behind a saltwater wedge? Like, why does it happen? Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple things going on here. Um, You might actually be surprised to learn that the bottom of the Mississippi River sits below sea level throughout its entire path in Louisiana. So that means that the Gulf of Mexico can actually creep up if given the chance. And usually we don't have a wedge because the force of the fresh water flowing down the Mississippi River actively pushes against the Gulf of Mexico um, to keep it back at the mouth of the river. It acts kind of like a barrier for the most part. But we're in the middle of a drought, so not a lot of rain has been falling, and that means there's less water flowing down the Mississippi River. So we lose that barrier, and it leaves an opening for the denser salt water of the Gulf of Mexico to encroach up the river underneath the fresh water that's still flowing downstream and increase the salinity as it moves upriver. How often do these saltwater wedges happen? Is it unusual? Not necessarily. Like, in general, this saltwater wedge is, like you mentioned, like this natural phenomenon. Um, And historically, it's happened on a cycle, like once in a decade. But this year is different. Why? In what way? So there's a few things. Like, this is the second straight year that this saltwater wedge has formed, breaking from past trends. Like, last year it didn't stick around that long, and it stayed closer to the mouth of the river, isolated to the lower end of this parish that's south of New Orleans called Plaquemines Parish. And so last year's wedge was normal, so to speak. But two back-to-back years with historic droughts and little rainfall forecasted in the coming months means that this year's saltwater wedge might extend farther upriver and threaten drinking water of almost a million people in the greater New Orleans area. That happened one time back in 1988, just for historical context. But the wedge only made it this far for a few days before retreating. But this has the possibility of sticking around for a lot longer. Wow, a million people. So how how does the wedge affect drinking water? So this is an issue because the Mississippi River is literally the source for drinking water for this region. So that's where the water treatment plants are literally sucking in the water that's then pumping to people's taps after treatment. So if the Mississippi River gets saltier, then our tap water gets saltier too. How are people preparing? How are cities preparing? Yeah. So preparation really depends on population size and how much water each parish needs. Like for some of the smaller plants, their plan is to get fresh water from farther upriver shipped down in barges to blend with the water they're pulling from the river um, if the saltwater wedge happens to reach them. 
Those smaller plants are also renting this equipment called reverse osmosis purification units, which is a mouthful. And that can remove the salt from the water with the process called desalination. Um, But, you know, the bigger plants for areas like New Orleans and surrounding suburbs really need more water than those options can provide. So local officials are looking to rapidly build pipelines that will draw millions of gallons of fresh water from a point farther upriver, similar to how those barges are working. Um, The focus has really been on making sure that the amount of salt in the water stays low, both for people's health and other reasons. Wow. Have you heard from residents? Are are people concerned about this? Yeah, so really, I've been getting a lot of questions. There's just a lot of fear and anxiety about what could happen, especially since there's still so much uncertainty about just how bad this water emergency could be. And we won't have a lot of answers until the salt water actually gets up here, if it does. And that unknown can be scary. People want to know how to prepare. Does it impact residents in any other way besides their drinking water? Yeah. So salt water actually speeds up the corrosion to metal, and that can affect pipelines throughout cities. Um, So that's a huge concern. But another concern is also people's appliances, like washing machines, air conditioning, dishwashers. All of that can be damaged. And in Plaquemines Parish, they already have been. I went down there last week and talked to a fishing guide named Jamie Taylor. Um, He works out of a community called Venice, and he said it's been really bad. If you drive up and down the road, you're going to see hot water heaters sitting by the road because people have had to replace them. And this stuff can be expensive to fix. So those residents that have been affected are looking for help with money to replace them. And residents who haven't been affected want to know how they can avoid the problem in the first place. But that's another thing that we don't have all the answers to yet. How How do these wedges go away? Yeah. So it all comes down to rain, pretty much. Um, We're not expecting much down here in the next few months. So we're really waiting on rain to fall up in the upper Mississippi River Valley, the Ohio River Valley, and then make its way downstream and increase the flow of the Mississippi River so it's able to push that salt water back to where it came from in the Gulf of Mexico. Right now, the projections for the wedge's whereabouts last until the end of October. Could it actually last longer than that? Yeah, actually, the Army Corps of Engineers has warned local officials to just be prepared for this salt water to actually stick around for up to 90 days. That's like three months, so almost in January. So we could be dealing with this for a pretty long time. Oh, wow. Are these saltwater wedges linked to climate change? I mean, if it's about drought, are people worried we're going to see more of them in the future? Yeah, that's a really important question. Um, The researchers that I've spoke to have said that climate change is one of the factors leading to this saltwater wedge being so bad this year. Because climate change is known to make extreme weather, like droughts, worse, we could potentially expect this to happen more often than it has in the past. Now, the researchers I've talked to have cautioned against thinking about this incident as like a new normal, like it's not something we would necessarily see every year, but it is something that we could see happen more often than in the past than on that decadal cycle. So that means that local officials need to start thinking about long-term adaptation, especially since this will probably happen again. That's all we have time for. I'd like to thank my guest, Hallie Parker, Coastal Desk Reporter for WWNO Public Radio in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Flora.